Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads here on Tuesday, the 27th of June. How are you all doing? We are live from the ICU studio in Poulton Lafayette. Um, we did actually have a nice little bit of a pre-show stuff with obviously technical issues that always end up hampering me whenever I'm being left to my own devices. But they have now been sorted out. So if you are listening to some on-demand services, you won't have understood any of that because you wasn't here live, which we are on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads before this is obviously before we went live in this instance ne uh, naked neil came through with his 19 month subscription so we very much appreciate his support um for obviously 19 months again absolute legend very much appreciate that we got jay in nice and early it did obviously put the exclamation mark time as he does every single time we end up going live but chatbot was running twice it isn't anymore we are okay we are running the show as normal as you can see we still don't have Graham. He is uh, still feeling a little bit unwell. So obviously we do wish him all the best and get better a hell of a lot sooner so that we can have him here next to us in the studio for, it might be the first time in like a month, you know. It's been a, it's been a long time since we and him have both done a stream from this studio, this fantastic studio um, that we've had built. So we look forward to sitting next to him sometime soon so we can start doing all the talking again and then I can give my thoughts and opinions rather than you guys giving me your thoughts and opinions to try and keep this show moving at a nice pace. Tiny Oda's in here as well. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, I thought he was in uh, NYC. Yes, he is back. He is back. He's been away for two weeks. Um, he is now back in the UK um, and we hopefully will see him sometimes during the studio because I do miss him. I do miss him. It's been a long time since we've done a show together and I do very much look forward to doing these shows with him as I do with you guys as well but as mentioned before this is the scoop the uk's number one video game podcast even if we do say so ourselves and we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m ish i mean to be fair it's 20 past 11 now i think the button to go live was around about 11 o'clock so give or take a couple of minutes we're definitely in the right side of the right side of noon i imagine is probably the way that we go through that uh tito's in nice and early as well with the oh hello it's been a while since i've done that too um but yes this is a scoop the uk's number one video game podcast um you can find us if you are uh, listening to this live obviously and if you are listening to us on demand services congratulations you have found us but for those of you that are watching or listening to us on any of the other platforms you can listen to us on your favorite ones whether or not that be itunes whether or not that would be google play Amazon Music, or obviously the main one, which is Spotify, which I'm guessing most of you guys are probably listening to this on. Uh, if you want to see my beautiful face and the rest of the ICU team, there's obviously two ways you can do that. First of all, you can find us right now as we are live over on Twitch on the on-demand service, or you're watching us live, or also on our YouTube channel, which has started to get a little bit of traction. We're not in double, we're not in triple figure uh, figures with this. I mean, we know, we understand that we don't do YouTube properly. We just have it as another place for you guys to be able to watch this scoop after the fact, which is nice and convenient with it being over on YouTube. But recently, over like the last three weeks, we've started to get, uh, we've gone into double figures. We wasn't expecting those kind of things. Again, we don't really pay that much attention to it. We obviously reply to you guys that are watching it uh, over on YouTube, but it isn't our bread and butter. Twitch is definitely our bread and butter, but that's where we focus most of our attention on. 
So again, thank you very much to you guys that are watching this over on YouTube. Uh, you're starting to make us consider, should we start putting more time on, on YouTube as well? As obviously we're starting to post onto TikTok more regular, regularly as well. That's starting to provide some very nice feedback for us too. So yeah, we are starting to move in the right direction. We're starting to look at everything that we have available to us, given the time that's available to us too, because obviously this is just a small part of our daily routine whether or not well, obviously we do work in the video games business so this is definitely something that obviously we do as a little bit of a side thing um, but you guys are making it put to our forefront of our mind should we be should we invested more time into these elements should we be giving you guys more content and obviously you guys supporting us kind of pushing us in that direction going actually yeah we probably could do a little bit more in this area so again thank you very much for all your guys feedback it is greatly 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 received um but yeah we have got three news stories for you today i did have four i'm not gonna lie i did have four um but i don't know whether or not we're going to have time, shall we say? I mean, it, we could end up being the case that we do end up running through it anyway. Um, but yeah, the, the the new story, for the main story for today is that Alan Wake 2 is going to be just a digital only launch, which after yesterday's discussion of a physical collection that doesn't contain a disc inside the box that they've gone to the effort of putting in there, I feel like this is definitely the kind of direction that we're going to be moving into a digital only world. Is this going to be the start of it? Is this something that we can reverse? I do have things that I want to go over with this article. We then have some meta uh, news in the fact that it's launching a subscription games uh, service over on the quest as well as Starfield does actually have a physical disc after all, based off of the information that I've just been giving you and an update to yesterday's story. And then if we do have time, um, we're going to go through some more Starfield news, but I think I think we've kind of covered this before um so this is why i'm thinking that we don't end up covering it but the fact that sony is using starfield as its argument against the microsoft activision uh, activision acquisition we kind of danced around this we have talked about this in the past um and the ftc stuff we've got over a million times so i don't think it's that relevant it was just something that i've been hovering around for a while but in all honesty, we've kind of covered it in different instances too, so I don't feel it's an absolute necessity to go through that. Um, but the juicy news for today, though, is the fact that Alan Wake is getting a digital-only release due to the fact that they have more time to be able to polish the game before it gets released. So let's jump into that article. So written then over on Eurogamer by Chris Tapsell. He says that Alan Wake 2 is a digital only because it gives Remedy more time to be able to polish the game. We didn't want to release something that we weren't proud of. Um, so as we learned in May, the NFAQ provided by developer Remedy, Alan Wake 2 will only have a digital release when it launches on October 17th later on this year with no plans for a physical release on disc at the time. This has naturally sparked some, some concern among certain fans with digital-only downloads posing issues for both game preservation as shown by the closure of the Nintendo 3DS eShop in March this year, as well as an ownership right exemplified by the infamous delisting survival horror spin-off PT, legendary game. Uh, speaking to Euro, uh, sorry, speaking to Eurogamer at Summer Games Fest earlier this month, Alan Wake 2's creative director Sam Lake and game director Kyle Rowley gave us a more, de a more, a little more detail on the reasoning behind going digital only, explaining that actually it was to allow Remedy more time to be able to polish the game 
to an acceptable level, something publisher Epic Games has also been on board with. Yes, Digital Only and kind of coming to this idea, both from Remedy and Epic's perspective, that our current thinking is just that it makes more sense for this and the timing felt right, Lake explained, before Rowley gave a little bit more detail on the matter. As creatives, obviously by going digital only, it does allow us more time to be able to polish the game, Rowley said, like a significant amount of weeks actually, because otherwise, the game that goes on the disc, obviously, it has to be playable without a patch. We didn't want to release something that we weren't proud of, basically, and that we didn't want players to play. So hopefully, this way, we can give you a better version of the game. It's slightly different reasons to the one given in the original FAQ, which claimed that keeping it to digital would help the price of the game down. Hmm... There are many reasons for this, the FAQ said. For one, a large number of players have to shift it to digital only. You can buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive, and Microsoft's Xbox Series S is a digital only console. It is not uncommon to release modern games as digital only. Hmm. Secondly, not releasing a disc helped keep the price of the game down at $59.99 or €59.99 and the PC version at $49.99 and €49.99 and $49.99 and $39.99 respectively in the UK, uh, which is a good price. It's just, it is a good price, to be fair. That said, Rowley's point about traditional times to be able to polish games doesn't chime with the additional explanation of the FAQ. Finally, we didn't want to ship a disc product that would require a download of the game. We do not think that it would make great for a great experience either. You can read much more of our conversation with Lake and Rowley, as well as our impressions and the extended look behind the Close the Doors demo of our big Alan Wake 2 preview. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know what your thoughts is on this because I have indifferent feelings about this. Do I think that we are nearing closer to a digital-only future when it comes to video games? Absolutely. I think that is the inevitable, where we're going to be able to either stream games or download the games where it's not available. The game, the game stores like, game, um, like GameStop are all going to be things of the past. I do believe that that is going to be a, a, f a future for video games. I don't think it's a very near future, but I do believe that is going to be a future nonetheless. However, I don't believe... I know this is kind of a clickbaity title. Not that, not what I've given. I've literally just near enough copy and pasted what's been put in here because the shock is in the title itself that Alan Wake 2 is a digital only because it's going to be... It gives Remedy more time to be able to polish. That doesn't necessarily mean that games like this won't just have digital launches, but then a couple of months after the fact are going to be available for you guys to be able to purchase on disc, something that obviously I will be very keen to be able to try and preserve because game preservation from someone like myself, I know yesterday I've got a shelf behind me and I explained that a lot of the games that are on there are nostalgic or newer games in a franchise or a game that I've been super looking forward to. It's not necessarily that I have to own every single game on physical copy because I do believe that is a complete waste of space in a very small space that I have available to me at this moment in time um, in my own office. So having physical games for everything to me isn't the necessity. It's just games that I obviously want to be able to own physically. So having a digital future obviously eliminates that. It means that I can come to the office and install the game that I have installed at home because I just signed to my account, reinstall the game on whatever machine, and then I can go from there. Fantastic. Digital only future, obviously, it is a good thing to a small degree, but the likes of games being delisted and going missing because of licensing issues and things like that, that's where the digital only future falls down for me, as well as the fact that 
regardless of what game you're going to be downloading on day one with Alan Wake, is not going to be the complete version of the game. They want to say that they want to be able to add more polish, but let's be honest, the version of the game that you're going to be playing, or sorry, the version that you're going to get on a disc might be 0.8. It might be 1.2. We'll go with 1.2 because obviously that's just giving it a little bit more benefit of the doubt of the fact that it's their version of the game. So what you're getting on a disc is 1.0, okay? Fantastic. You're able to play the game. However, 1.2 is what people uh, will be downloading day one as a patch. And then 1.4 come out two weeks later because people have obviously been playing the game. Missions have been crashing. There's been bugs everywhere. Then 1.6 further down the line. Then eventually, 2.0 will end up getting revealed because they've had so many problems with the get with the game on launch that they need to not necessarily reboot the game, but to patch the game to a degree where they're happy with it. Very much like Cyberpunk. So I don't believe that that is going to be the case with Alan Wake. That was just a concept that I'm giving you guys in terms of how this might end up playing out. So the version that you might want to buy or what they may end up selling later down the line, if it's a digital-only launch and they're launching with 1.0, you guys might end up buying 2.0 on a disc four months down the line. That's, I feel like, where we're going to end up going with this. It does mean that things like collector's editions and stuff, very much like we went through yesterday with Starfield, aren't going to have physical copies within their physical collections upon launch. It's going to be game codes. It's going to be the the day one version of the game with a massive patch that's going to be taking place. But you won't, you guys won't see the patch. You'll just see the game being downloaded. They might end up doing a hot fix the day after, but there isn't necessarily going to be a day one patch because the whole patch is the game that you're downloading then. So it's a nice little, I'm not going to, I want to use the word cover up, but I do think that's a bit too extreme for something that we haven't even seen yet. So I do think that's a nice uh, bait and switch with that kind of uh, method thinking with this. Um, but I do believe this is probably going to be the way forward uh, in the future, that we are going to see digital-only launches with a view to having collector's editions with physical copies later down the line. So I'd be very wary of this if you are someone who likes the physical copies. If you are a digital only buyer for everything across the board now, this isn't going to affect you in any way, shape or form. And you're very happy to be able to pay a cheaper price because I don't have to have the handling fees, shipping fees, manufacturing fees, um, uh, storage fees, everything else that comes along with it. That just seems to happen to, uh, to ha has to tag on 25 quid on top of your uh, value. And then you go to game and then uh, obviously they'll offer you 20 quid for a 70 quid game that you bought the week before. You know what I mean? we've all been there so yeah we've got a long way to be able to go uh till we see a, just a solely digital future um it's one that i am looking forward to partially but at the same time cautious optimism i think is the word or the phrase that we're going to be looking through with this because we don't control the narrative then and once we don't control the nar narrative of how we consume video games prices go up <laughs> the quality of the games tends to go down because we've got no alternative um sounds very political that and i i i i, I don't know of another way to be able to try and deliberate that but yeah the, when your choices get taken out of your hand it is usually a, a, a slow decline when it comes to it comes to stuff like that so yeah i'm cautious optimism is definitely the way that we're going to look at this going forward um Ice Cream Uploads Graham's in the chat. He's put, wait, there's no disc, so a physical edition then. <laughs> um, uh, Tito says, I read Sani Oda's comment as, I thought he was in NSYNC. I mean, confirmed, he actually was. Um, the boy band, just for Tito to confirm in case anybody who isn't the old, uh, over the age of 30 uh, doesn't know who NSYNC was. Uh, JNK says, no possibility to resell your physical game if there's no disc in the box. I mean, 
that's what it comes down to as well, right? Because once they sell you a physical version of the game, uh, sorry, a, a digital version of the game, they are maximizing their profit because there is no resale value on that. They have taken your £50 and then nobody else can play that game unless obviously you give them your account details. However, once they sell you a £50 version of a physical game at game or whatever it is and then you want to hand it over to your friend or you take it back and then somebody else they give you 30 pound someone comes in they buy it for 40 pound all that money is lost in between third four five six seven eight nine ten people coming through and buying that one single game that i paid 50 pound for i understand that they don't want to lose as much money as that going going down the line but that's that's the way it's always been and i think it has worked but obviously people's the way people consume their technology nowadays is definitely just a i'm going to sit on the couch and then if everything comes to me that's absolutely fantastic we have amazon prime so someone somewhere is packaging your stuff to be able to deliver to you either same day or next day so everything is being brought to us we have takeaways we have whatever it is netflix services we have um Twitch so that people can just stay in their bedroom and play games and we end up watching them or listening to someone talk about video game news horrendously I might add but yeah we are now in a position where everything is being consumed at the sofa and that's essentially what they'll be able to want because that's how people end up maximizing their profits Uber Eats for instance is way more expensive than going direct to the corner shop or to the takeaway if you have a look at your favorite takeaway over on just eat i can guarantee it's probably three or four pounds more expensive than it would be if you ordered direct and picked it up for yourself and then you got the three pound delivery charge on top of it like that's the way that they want to be able to try and keep the prices shall we say down because they're passing the costs over to us um so yeah it's the way that we are now starting to consume our technology or consume anything whether or not it's digital or physical we want things now and we want it being brought to us rather than us going down to game or going to asda or supermarket or wherever it is that you want to buy your games from and that's just the future sorry that's just the present that we're in um so surely all games will just be digital in the future says tiny Oda. i assume so i think that's the future that we're all uh, heading towards uh neil says yeah kind of not showing the cries about having a disc just screens of people who want to sell on after that they complete it i mean that isn't the case a lot of the time a lot of people end up just buying the game and then keeping it all lending it out to people like me and graham have traded games before now um, when we've come to complete the games the digital only stuff i understand it however buying a physical version of the game i am genuinely not joking here is usually cheaper than buying the digital version of the game don't ask me why don't ask me how but that is the case so you could buy using this as an example i bought resident evil village from the game collection for i think it was 50 pound which is for a ps4 a ps5 game incredibly cheap but if you wanted to buy that on the playstation store it was 70 it was 69.99 why the fuck would i want to spend an extra 20 pounds just for the sake of being able to download it or go 10 minutes down the road to my local game store or five minutes down the road to um asda or buying it from the game collection which they end up pricing it cheaper anyway like it makes no sense that a digital game would be more expensive than the physical version considering what i mentioned before where they have handling fees storage fees delivery fees manufacturing fees but i'm getting the game cheaper something a bit fucky there and i don't like that which is why if they are starting to turn this narrative around with what alan wake's doing saying that we're going to make it digital only and we're going to take the all of those fees out and then you can buy the game for 50 pound where's the over 20 pound gone where we we make the savings then which that's the way it should have always been it should have always been consumer first i understand 
that the video game companies are a business and they need to try and make as much money as possible. But there's usually £20 going missing now, which I don't understand when you buy physical stuff compared to digital. The physical stuff should be the higher price rather than the digital stuff. I don't understand it. I'll probably never understand it because it doesn't make any sense. But that's just the way that we are. Um, all games require downloads now for updates with the size of games, assuming that you can have a few games installed on your console when everything goes digital. I mean, even if you put a disc in nowadays, the, the, there's not much data on the disc. You end up having to download most of the games anyway. I think it's uh, the the latest Tony Hawk's game. Oh, no, was it Tony Hawk's 5? I think that came out on the PlayStation 4 and famously only had the tutorial on the disc and you had to download the rest of the game. Bizarre, but there we are. Um... I'm only digital these days myself, so it won't be affecting me. Good to see the cheaper prices too. Um, Neil says, personally, don't see game dying though. Uh, most of them sell consoles and accessories. It's convenience tax. All new games are £10 cheaper on the Xbox digital store. When you see it on other stores or places, also discs can be £10 to £20. Um, 20, £10 or £20 dearer? Because your new games are £10 cheaper on the digital Xbox store when you go to other stores and places. The disc can be £20. You see, I'm going to disagree with that based off of the information I have going into game stores. Because game stores now are 60 or 70% accessories that aren't gaming peripherals. You might have, you walk into the door and they might have two glass cases full of iPads or laptops or mobile phones or something like that and then right down the center is board games um funko pops uh beanie babies obviously not beanie babies but beanie versions of video game characters and then right down the other side of them um, we'll have xbox games playstation games nintendo games which take up next to no area of the shop their main money that's coming through now i don't know this for sure but I can pretty much guarantee that it's not video games. I'm fairly certain it's other things that they end up getting a little bit cheaper, like board games. It might be cheaper than going to the workshop or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's video games that are making them as much money, which is the, the business decision that they made to change from just being a game retail store to buying peripherals, laptops, uh, selling mobile phones and stuff like that. I'm fairly certain that is where their money's coming from rather than the actual games that they was known for selling and what the name of their fucking store is, for God's sake. So, yeah, um, missed out the exclamation mark. Wish you could edit on Twitch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that that's just my two pence. Obviously, you can feel free to disagree with that, but that's just based on my experiences and going to my local game store or going to whatever game store. I feel like you definitely get more bang for your buck going to places like CEX, they do sell brand new games. Obviously, they try to price match whatever it is on the high street, but buying second-hand games, is, it's not really a no-brainer. But honest to God, if you want to be able to buy a game or pre-order a game and you need it as soon as possible, then the game collection is the place for you, genuinely. like you, They've got loyalty schemes and everything. This isn't an ad or anything like this. This is me trying to save you guys as much money as possible. Very This morning, for instance, they're selling Final Fantasy 16 for 64 99 I think it is, for the PlayStation 5 Steelbook Edition. The same, the same game that's being put on game itself, £70. Where's the £5 coming from? And the game collection is free delivery as well. So that's just small examples that I can give you that game has completely switched away from the average consumer and what made game good in the first place they yeah the game station was the best version of what a game shop could be and we end up losing that 
10 years ago, if not more, might even be 12 years ago now. Um, but the way that we, we, we consume video games as a physical and going into brick and mortar stores, that's all, that's all completely gone now. It doesn't exist the same way that it used to, which is mildly upsetting, but it was inevitable. It was inevitable. But anyway, anyway, moving swiftly on, we do have, uh, should we go, in fact, yeah, let's let's bring up the Starfield stuff, because we did touch on it yesterday, so we kind of have an update on it as well, and it kind of fits into the narrative that we've just been talking about now as well. So then, written on GameStop, which we haven't featured on this show in the longest time, by the way, uh, by Luis Gutierrez, he goes on to say that after a day of confusion, Bethesda clarifies that its upcoming space RPG Starfield will have a physical disc. According to a Starfield blog post posted on the June 11th, it's revealed that a game disc will be included with the purchase of the Xbox Standard Edition. The post reads, Starfield Standard Edition is included with Xbox Game Pass. Game disc included with physical purchases of Starfield Standard Edition. It's also worth mentioning our PC players won't receive a physical disc, but instead will receive a game code. The confusion of whether Starfield comes with a physical disc stems from a now-deleted tweet posted yesterday, June the 25th. In the tweet, a fan asked Bethesda support if Starfield will have a disc, and Bethesda responded by saying, Hello, all physical editions will have a code for the chosen platform. There are no physical discs. Um, so yeah, there's, it just goes on to the, the backstory of Starfield and what we can come to expect from it as well. We don't need to go over that stuff. Um, we're just telling when it was obviously initiated and how long it's been in development for and blah, 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 blah. We don't need to know that, but the crux of the story and the moral of it is let's have some more physical editions. Um, the fact that PC are only going to get, um, going to get a code for this. That's acceptable, in my opinion. I don't... Do, do P, PCs don't even come with disk drives now, do they? Laptops don't. This is a brand new laptop that I got two weeks ago, and there is no disk drive in it. The laptop that I had, that I've had for five years, didn't have a disk drive in it. Like, having disk drives in your PC now, I think you actually have to buy them separately, and they're USB ported. So, that's absolutely fine. PC, PC gamers consume... I'm probably going to say at this moment in time, 99% of their games are pretty much Steam codes, Epic Game Store, GOG, or buying them from key resellers. That's the way that people end up consuming video games nowadays, um, especially on PC. So, having a physical edition that has a physical game in it now on the console is absolutely fine. The buying collector's edition over on PC, if, you, if the only way that you was able to consume that game, having a disc in it, probably not acceptable because no one will be able to play it um but yeah this is definitely a uh, it's definitely the right thing to be able to do you're buying a physical version of the game or collector's edition a physical version of it you want to be able to have the physical disc if you buy in that then chances are you know you've probably got an xbox series x if you're buying the physical collection and you're noticing now that it has a physical disc in it and that's the only way that you're going to be able to play it bad choice I want to say tough. That feels a bit a bit harsh, but I imagine you're probably buying this uh, for the sake of the items that are in it, as well as the game, obviously. But the merch stuff that comes with it. But the standard version, obviously, you wouldn't be able to have that. You had now have the choice of buying it physical and digital. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, yesterday they mentioned that you're buying a physical collection of the game and didn't have a physical version of the game. That was batshit crazy. I can't believe that the well they didn't get away with it, did it? Because we all ended up absolutely giving them pelters for it. So it's nice that they reserve, uh, reverse that decision, and we're going to be getting some physical copies of it as well. Thaniora says physical stores will die eventually. I agree. 
Um, uh, Neil says, uh, rewrite all games are 10, p- 10 pounds cheaper than Xbox digital game stores when you see all the other store prices. And also on disc, it can be a 10 or 20 pounds cheaper than the Xbox store. Confirmed. 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 Hard agree. Hard agree. You definitely needed a rewrite in there because it read completely the other way around originally. So, yep. Confirmed. I agree with you there, Neil. Uh, Jay says, I keep my eye online for when games go on sale and then buy it. I send notifications when they go on sale. There's nothing wrong with that at all, having alerts set up for games that you want to be able to buy. Let's get physical. Physical. I want to get physical. Physical. I mean, we've got show max now, so this is the best I'm going to sound ever, right? Um, I'm not reading that out, Neil. <laughs> it mentions something about bringing back particular discs that were um, floppy. Shall we say? Uh, but yes, I I couldn't agree more. Um, the fact that physical stores will die out eventually, we have seen. Again, I'm going to bring them up with the likes of Game trying to bring their belong sensors to the forefront, but pricing us out. I mean, what what else could we have? I mean, it sounds like I'm really shitting on Game, which I am to be fair because it used to be one of my favourite places to be able to go. I used to love going into a Game Stop, uh, not into a Game Shop. Uh, having a look at all the games that are available, going in with like 40 or 50 quid, having a look at what's available, what genres are new, what's in the charts, reading the back of them, speaking to the people behind the tills because nine times out of 10, they are gamers themselves and they have a good opinion on what's currently trending. Obviously, they're going to try to upsell your stuff, so you have to take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt. But uh, genuinely, growing up, working at game was my dream job. job. Um, Being able to speak to people and having that bond with them uh, about games that you that they potentially want to be able to uh, be able to play have a nice decent uh critique of what games have bombed what hasn't i mean essentially what i'm doing now sat behind this desk giving you guys the information because i've kept my hand in in terms of video game news what's popular what's currently trending have i been able to play that game give you my in-depth reports on what that's going to be essentially what i'm doing now but working behind the counter in game that would have been my ideal job that job went completely out the window and they completely changed about what game is and that was in 2008 they've tried to evolve and stay relevant but i don't believe that that is the case what i feel like game needs to do and people can start to take this idea and run with it it isn't a new thing it isn't a new concept but it involves having game shops that sell games that is a social hub at the same time it's the same reason why i think that having coffee shops that are open later than five o'clock is a much needed thing especially for people i fucking hate going out clubbing it is the worst experience in the world i go out and tolerate it because my wife loves being able to do it she likes going out she likes drinking dancing to whatever music that she wants to be able to go to i tolerate that because of her my ideal at night would be either going to the pub or going to a coffee shop with my mates and talking about whatever it is i am a boring bastard when it comes to stuff like that so having coffee shops that are open till like 11 or 12 at night absolutely fantastic i would fucking love to take my laptop Go to a coffee shop at like 10, half 10, do a load of editing and stuff. That would be my, my ideal thing just to get me out of the house. Like, that's perfect. But we don't have these kind of social hubs. Having, and I mention them all the time on this podcast, having Arcade Club is the closest that we're going to get to that. There's one in uh, there's one in Blackpool, there's one in Bury. Go to the one in Bury. It's amazing. It's over three floors. It literally has one floor of old arcade cabinets. The second floor might be, I'll say, the kids section where they have like fucking 90-inch TVs on the wall, like six of them all lined up with the latest consoles underneath. Then they have like a big circle of tables that has like 10 Xbox Series S's on where people are joining in 
Halo tournaments or whatever it is. And then the top floor would be all the modern stuff, all your VR, all your the best PCs, best spec PCs available, loads of couches. You can buy beer, you can buy food, you, the pizzas are amazing from there. That is the experience that I want. I just want more of them around. I'd, uh, and then put that with a till at the end where people can go and buy games that can try them out beforehand. I feel like that is a business decision. It might cost a lot to be able to get up and running, but I imagine it it will do extremely well for people of my age, maybe 32 and over, but that want that co-op, couch co-op experience that you now have to have over the internet. This really sounds like Angry Man shouting at clouds. I, I understand that. I can hear it as I'm saying it. But that's the that's the nostalgia that's coming through. I imagine kids that are like my brother, for instance, is 17. I imagine he might be having these conversations with whatever it is that he gets up to now in 20 years' time as well. Like That's just the way it is. We always prefer the way that things were. We try to evolve. We hate it. Um, and it makes me sound like I'm a 60-year-old bloke, but essentially that's the way that I feel like it should be. Remember Demo Magazine, says Neil. Absolutely. I used to love getting the PlayStation 1. Uh, you was on fire in Chester. I don't know what that means. Uh, Tito says, ah, the uh, Halkillian days of internet cafes. Spent way too many hours playing Red Alert instead of uh, going to college. Yeah, like internet cafes. Essentially that, bring them back. I mean, people don't need them anymore because they have their own PCs and laptops and stuff, but just a place like I'd, having a coffee shop that's open till 12 o'clock at night, I don't think is a ridiculous idea, right? It sells food. It sells coffee. You can go in. They've got nice little tables or little booths and stuff that you can go down with a couple of your friends or whatever. Like that for me is a perfect night. That's fucking amazing. I'll be all over that shit. Um, Graham's hyphenated it out for me because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a well aware I am an idiot. So we'll go for it again. Hal Cleeton. Hal Cleeton. Hal Cleeton. Learning with Bibi. I mean, I'm I'm getting most of my education with Joseph at this moment in time, whether or not it'll be Miss Rachel being put on there, colour blocks, or whatever it is. That's my education. Peaked. Um, so yes. Halcyon. It's Halcyon. I'll, I'll fucking... I'll see you soon in a minute. Do you know what I mean? Damn it! We've got one more news article, I think. Have we? Yes, we have. We've got one more news article, and then I'll get out your air, guys. How's about that? So written on VGC by Mr. Tom Ivan, he goes on to say that Meta is launching a subscription service for Quest games. The Meta Quest Plus will offer subscribers two titles on the first day of every month. So Meta is launching a subscription service for Quest games, confirming a previous leak. The company announced that Meta Quest Plus on Monday. The subscription service will be available for Quest 2, Quest Pro, and the upcoming Quest 3 headset. Priced at $7.99 per month, that's in dollars, or $59.99 annually, again, in dollars. MetaQuest Plus will give subscribers two VR titles on the first day of every month. It promises to offer a combination of VR's biggest hits, hidden gems, and backlog catalog, uh, sorry, back catalog classics. The service will debut in July with Cloudhead Games' action rhythm FPS Pistol Whip and uh, Arvo Immersive Experiences Arcade Adventure Pixel Ripped 1995. In August, subscribers will be offered Mighty Coconuts Walkabout Mini Golf and Terrible Posture Games' FPS Roguelite Mothership Gun Colon Force. Um, players can access Quest, uh, Quest Plus titles while they are subscribed to the service, including one that previously claimed if they left and decided to rejoin later. Until July 31st, Meta is offering Quest Plus introductory offer of $1 for the first month. Where have we heard that one before? So, ladies and gentlemen, the Metaverse is getting involved in subscription services. Again, 
it's just another way to try and keep you in uh, into the uh, what's the word I'm looking for ecosystem try and keep you in the ecosystem by giving you free stuff games that might end up being a banger games that you might not have been able to play just yet or you've been waiting to go on sale or games that have just passed you by you've completely forgot about and now you might potentially be able to play the game for free or as part obviously of your subscription the use of the word free definitely have as an asterisk next to it um, but as part of your subscription obviously you'll be able to get new stuff it's not nothing new we've seen games with gold for forever we've seen playstation plus giving away free games on their basic package for i don't know seven or eight years now so this isn't brand new but it is obviously coming to the metaverse and your quest headsets fairly soon um so yeah that is pretty much it for today's episode of the scoop ah, tito's rewritten it again uh, are the glory days of internet cafes spent way too many hours playing red alert instead of going to college that's much better keep it simple for me because i am fucking stupid uh skiving off work feel better soon uh says tiny order to graham um no comment because obviously he pays my wages and i quite like my job uh, despite him not being sat next to me um I, I can't wait to be able to give you some more scoop action when he is so that i can shut up and listen to him waffling on um but listening Today's waffling is now finished. I very much appreciate all you guys stopping by that are watching this live with us or going to be listening or watching to this on demand after the fact. Uh, we went live today at 11-ish. Fantastic stuff. We'll be back tomorrow from 10 a.m.-ish. Live from this studio, so I hope that you can join us. But if you want to hape, hape, if you want to help shape that show, there is two things that you can do. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Loads across all major social media platforms or alternatively, and the second way, get involved with our Discord. If uh, The links are now in the chat, so if you are obviously watching this, click those. You'll be sent over to whatever platform it is that you have clicked. But there is an area in our Discord called The Scoop, and all we need from you is the URL plus your false impressions. We will then give you our false impressions on the very next show. As mentioned, it will be around 10 a.m. tomorrow. Stick around, though. We're going to send you over to one of our friends that's currently streaming. And as always, guys, there's always one thing that we want you to do, and that, my friends... It's a stay frosty.